Hello, and welcome to episode 156 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. It's like it's like a um, a bag of bits and bites today. I think. Uh, t- today's show is is definitely a bowl of potpourri. Potpourri. I yeah. can't eat potpourri. <laughs> no, but it's a mix of everything. Okay. Isn't that, is that can't you? I don't, can't, I don't can't know. Is that what potpourri means? No, po- potpourri means um, like a, a a a bowl of something that smells good. Well, is that really what it means? Yeah, I, I don't know. I know what potpourri yeah, is. That is really what it means because po is like a, a a bowl of something, a collection of something. Okay. And potpourri means it smells. Okay. Yeah. So like it, it literally means a bowl that smells. A bowl. <laughs> okay we're gonna talk about a bowl that smells (laughs) but but can't you use potpourri like to mean a mixed bag i guess yeah but it's not as tasty as uh, As bits and bites okay (laughs) (laughs) all right we do have like a little selection a, a little smorgasbord there we go that's maybe better a little smorgasbord if you maybe. will of things yeah. to to chat about so sandy do you want to go first or me you go first okay so here's my first thing and it's a story so i was um having my lunch outside on the parking lot um at the school as i do you know, have mm-hmm. carry my lawn chair in my car all the time so that I can just like pop it out and have lunch. And I was there with two of my colleagues. And so we're just enjoying our lunch and we're chit chatting. And then I don't even really know what like started the conversation. Oh, I think one of my colleagues, her children go to a Catholic school. So then she was talking about something that happened at, you know, at their school. And then, you know, that sort of led to, you know, talking about some of our students who opt to go to a Catholic school in high school, but then they're not really Catholic. And so then why do they make that choice? And, you know, it was just like this whole discussion. And so one of my colleagues said, well, I think a lot of parents like um, the idea of a Catholic school, even if they're not Catholic, because Catholic schools have uniforms. Mm. And so parents like uniforms. That's what that was her argument. And so my other colleague said, well, like not all Catholic schools actually have uniforms. So that's kind of a generalized statement, but you know, whatever. So then we're on to talking about uniforms. And so one, one of my colleagues said like, I would have hated to have uniforms. Like, I'm so glad I never had uniforms because I just feel like, you know, getting dressed in the morning, it's like I can choose my own clothes. I can express myself. Like, I would have hated in high school to have a uniform. And the other colleague who had a uniform in high school said, I loved having a uniform in high school. I never had to think about what I was going to wear. I just put on my clothes and like off I went to school and like blah, blah, blah. And so then, of course, they both look at me. And so I said, well, I did not have a uniform in high school. I said, I'm also very, very pleased that I never had a uniform in high school because I said it would have brought me so much stress and anxiety 
I said, it was difficult enough for me, like when I had phys ed, that you were supposed to wear like the school t-shirt mm. phys ed. And so, th- yeah. and of course, they're like, like not understanding where this conversation is going. And so I said to them, you know, I said, it was hard enough for me um, with this like school t-shirt for phys ed, because every semester when I had phys ed, I had to go and explain to the phys ed teacher why I didn't have the phys ed shirt. And, and so I said, and every time I have to explain that, you know, there isn't a size that fits me. I cannot imagine how awful it would have been for me Mm. if every single person in the school was wearing a uniform and then I had some uniform pieces or not all the uniform pieces and like you know you already stick out because of your size and now there's another reason for you to stick out so I said it, it it was it would have been a nightmare like I'm so glad that that never happened and so then the one girl said well she's like I like from when I remember at school, like when you had like the school t-shirt, like the only t-shirts ever available were an extra large. (laughs) Yeah. And so I said, okay, but I like an extra large wasn't going to do it for me. Like I would have, I would have needed a three X or a four X. And like, and the other girl was like, Oh, Oh, Oh. And I like, it went from like, horror to pity you know and I'm like yeah. I don't need you to be horrified and I also yeah. don't need you to pity me but here's like it's just information it's just information like yeah. it's you know th- this is what it was and they were like oh okay and so then the, so then the one girl said like do you think today in 2022 that it would be better and I said I do think actually that it would be better I think there would be more of a chance now than uh, 20 years ago yeah that there would be sizes that fit more more bodies but I mean anyone who has a body that is not what we would consider average like you yeah. know to like particularly short particularly tall particularly yeah. thin like you know or or a body that you like I, I even think about like in high school like just how many people just in general are uncomfortable in their bodies for whatever reasons you yeah. know and then to be stuck with a particular type of clothing I don't know I mean I'm certainly sounding, I, I was, I was about to say, like, I don't think I'm necessarily anti-uniform, but I think maybe I am. <laughs> yeah. So, and, I mean, even like my, my daughter has a very long torso in comparison, like to most female, like shape right. and sizing. So it was always a struggle for her yeah. that to get like the shirts never quite properly you know right. you don't and like even pants didn't quite yeah. fit you know so it's but if you looked at her I mean she's like you know five foot three five foot two something like that so but you don't notice it that proportionately yeah. it just doesn't work you know yeah. I think for myself I would have i my mind where I am today thinks I would be okay with it. Yeah, that would have been okay. But I also would have had the same thing that I, I probably could have fit into an extra large. Yeah. 
but I wouldn't want to have been because I would have been one of the only ones ordering yeah. the extra large. So they never have, you know, yeah. when they're doing ordering, there's always like the manufacturer says, well, based on, you know, past orders, you know, this is how many smalls you're going to need. And this is how many mediums you're going to need. This is how many large you're going to need. Yeah. So, however, I did have to wear a uniform for many years working at McDonald's for 18 right. 18 years wearing a uniform and you know it was the same kind of thing it's like there were never a lot of uniforms in that size that I needed and you know then it would be like a most like a as a teenager would be like a 16 or an 18 or something like that Mm -hmm. but I remember coming back from my maternity leave and then needing a uniform and I I wouldn't order one because I knew they were a size like 22 pants so there was no way I was going to have that come on an invoice. Somebody had to order it. You know what I mean? Like right, right, right. That too many people would be able to see that number and print yeah. it somewhere. The person paying the invoice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. And I do think that people that have never had to really be concerned about that, not meaning that they've never been concerned about the way their body is or feeling like they are uncomfortable in their own body, but not to the extreme where there hasn't been something that can fit their body. Yeah. You know, that everyone takes it um, for granted. No, it was just, yeah, it was just an, it was an interesting conversation that I like that just sort of happened out of the blue and it just reminded me how unaware we are of anyone else's experience. Well, yeah, but how do you feel when you, I'm, I mean, I, I would assume that there are times like that you, well, I'm not going to mean an answer for you. Do What's you the question? Feel, no, do you feel that you, you're, um, will you always say something to explain like, not even explain, but to share that, that part, that, that part of the story. Like, how do you feel about doing that? Mm. I think, no, I don't think I would always say something. I think it would, I think it would depend on who the people were and what exactly the conversation was like. Mm -hmm. So in this particular case, it was a conversation about like us reflecting on our own high school experiences and whether or not we would have wanted uniforms. So depending on who that conversation was happening with, I might've just said like, Oh no, I don't think I would have wanted uniforms full stop. Right. Right. Um, you know, these are people that I know well enough and I'm comfortable enough with and, and you know, that it's not, that I would trust that story with. And I feel like they would be open to hearing the story. Cause that's the other thing is, you know, people don't necessarily want to hear. But do you, so, and then, and then you said, you know, that it went from like surprise kind of like to pity. Yeah. And doesn't like, for me, that makes me feel uncomfortable when, when that happens, like, I'm not asking for anything from you. This is just like information, a part of me that you aren't aware of and you don't need to feel, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, I didn't know or whatever. I'm not asking for that. That's not, yeah, that's not what you need to do. And, And I guess it's more on their comfort with it than it, 
than anything. I think that's what it is. And so yeah. it didn't make me feel uncomfortable. I mean, especially because this particular person is a, like a good friend of mine um, who who actually, like as an adult, has known me at all sorts of different weights. Yeah. So I, but it's, but she never knew me as a kid. Yeah. And so I think for her to real like to re- for her to realize that maybe points of points of my life when she knew me as an adult that that is how I was as a as a teenager as well yeah I think you know that that means something different maybe I don't know but for me like I mean absolutely like I, I don't I don't tell the story looking for pity or sympathy. No. I don't I don't need pity or sympathy like this is I'm just telling you what my experience was and that yeah had I had to purchase a uniform at that time in my life, that would have been a horrifying experience for me. Yeah. Um, Does it, you know, um, do you, do you find as you get older and farther away from, from that? Yes. That you, it, it's, it's almost like you, then you kind of remember that at that, like when people are talking about, you don't think about it. There's been so much time that it's like a separate It almost doesn't. Ha- it didn't happen to you. Like it yes. wasn't your life. Yes. Yeah, it's so interesting. I I find the same thing. It's that I can look at a photo and I know it's me, mm-hmm. but it and I can remember I, it, but I don't think of about that all the time. Yeah, and I don't find myself thinking of who I like how that felt at that point necessarily no. either no. so no um, no the, I mean there is distance with time for sure yeah yeah so you know I think I told you this last week but I don't think we it was on the when we were recording but that I had met someone's mother who's visiting here and we were out and so as she was talking she was talking about yeah. her, her daughter-in-law and she had said, you know, my son, and, you know, he met this woman and blah, 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 blah. And he, she says, oh, I really like her a lot, except for she's very overweight. And so I was like, uh-huh, yeah. So, you know, and, and I just sat there. But it's at that point that I have a decision to make. I either just let the comment go and then anything that – because then there was other conversation that followed that about why she felt that that was – a a problem or an obstacle or a concern or whatever, or I can just let, like I can, I can let it go or I can say something, yeah. you know, because I know if I say something, the person is going to feel bad, but that's not why I want to say it. I just, mm-hmm. it's more of sometimes you, if you don't, just because you see someone the way that they are and the, and the shape that they're in at this point in their life, it doesn't mean that this is how it's always been for them. You know, that they're, other experiences. And so I did say we were talking and she was talking about sort of why, and then she was telling me more stuff and I was telling her about my experience, not just what myself with, with my weight, but also, you know, with a lot of other people who have shared, you know, personal things about looking back and where they can see that things change for them, you know, why they feel that they're, they, why they feel that they've eaten in the way or have have eating patterns based on experiences or things that have happened to them or that mm-hmm. they've choices they've made anyway but immediately she was like oh I'm so sorry but 
you know, I could, I can't imagine that you ever were like, why I find that to be a really dumb thing to say to people. That's a really dumb thing to say to people, but we do say it and people say it. Yeah. I can't imagine that you were ever, well, you know, imagine or not, it, it, you know, it was, <laughs> like, yeah. That's, yeah, I, I that think, was the truth. I think, I think the flip side of that is that, you know, you always have an opportunity to do something different. So you never have to live with, well, I've always been like this. I've yeah. never been active at all. I've never, you know, to just deciding to do something different, you know, mm -hmm. to make a change. So, mm -hmm. um, but I'm more likely now, part of me, says something when people say that yeah make comments is because i want them to think more openly about it mm -hmm. but i also kind of feel a kinship to the person that they're making the comment about yeah like yeah. i it's almost like i'm saying something to stand up for them in yeah a weird way. but i i don't think it's i don't think it's a weird way i think that's exactly what you're doing because i and i and i think that we owe it to ourselves and to other people to say things when when comments like that are made because they're awful yeah you know it's, and, and i think and i think sometimes people say things like that like they say oh i can't imagine that you were ever this weight or i can't you know or you know I really love this person except for they're like this, you know, like yeah. people say things like that. And I think sometimes they know that these are stereotypes or opinions that are not correct because they would say that to some people, but they wouldn't say it to other people. Right. And if you're like, if you would, if you would be willing, imagine I'm that woman and I'm going to say, I really love this. I really love my daughter-in-law, except she's overweight. I might feel comfortable saying that if, if I feel comfortable saying that to you, Sandy, but I don't feel comfortable saying that to someone who is or who or someone who yes. has right or if i don't feel comfortable saying that to me henny who still lives in a larger body that means that i know this is not an appropriate yes. opinion to have nor is it an appropriate opinion to be sharing and yes. and so that's really problematic and I feel like with this particular woman, that might have been the case, which is all yeah. the more reason I'm so happy you said something. Yeah. On the other hand, I do think that sometimes people say things like that and they don't mean to, like, they're not intentionally being uh, maybe adhering to a stereotype. They're not intentionally, intentionally being discriminatory, but they are. And so in those cases, I think we also have to say something because we need yeah. them to realize and ourselves too, you know, mm -hmm. we need to realize when we say things that it's like, oh, like that actually, that's really awful. That's very prejudiced. That's very uh, yeah. discriminatory, you know, and, and I think when you have the experience, you know better. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have the experience, you live in a society that has 
continue to push these prejudices and stereotypes on you. And so you, those are a part of your being. And so you have to learn to do better. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but there's also where if I don't say anything, it means it's really saying that I feel the same way or have the same views and agree yeah. with them. Yeah. 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 But the challenge is being able to find the right way to deliver that different message yeah. without making somebody either being confrontational. Yeah. You know, that's that's the biggest so. one, I think, is is. You know, because it's not that you're looking for confrontation, mm -hmm. but you also need to know, you need to let these people know that, you know, yeah, that's, that's actually, you need to reevaluate the way you're thinking about that. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all learning, right? And I think that's why it's, it's important that we do have these. Mm-hmm conversations because we the the more we talk about our experiences and the more we talk about other people's experiences the more we understand that you know everyone everyone's life is a little bit different and everything that you uh, go through and everything that you experience is a little bit different and and that the stereotype that you have been taught to believe isn't mm -hmm. like isn't holding true for the majority if any people <laughs> yeah right yeah. Like it's it also reminds me of um the podcast we just listened to this week with it was the glennon doyle so we can do hard things and it was about aging and so you just made a comment um when we're when we're mm. even saying to someone, oh, I can't imagine, like, you, you know, that you at one point looked like that because you don't. And it's, it's this, well, now, now what you're really saying is that, okay, but now I meet what society yes. says is acceptable. Like, I have the body that a, a woman, like, it is an acceptable body for a woman. And, and so as the receiver of the information, it's about not feeling that it's a compliment that I, I need to continue to feel good about who I am, if that makes sense. Like yep. the podcast episode was about aging. And yeah. so this, this, the, the author was an author of a book and, and in the podcast at some point she says this is after an hour of discussion about ageism and all of these things mm -hmm. and so she says like I'm going to be 70 soon and immediately Amy Wambach mm -hmm. says oh my she stops herself and so the woman continues the conversation and then mm -hmm. Amy says I just literally caught myself going to say to you oh my god you look so good i cannot believe you're almost 70 yeah which is exactly the type of thing she goes this is exactly what we were talking we're at we've just talked about for the whole hour, An hour. And, and i immediately was going to give you this compliment 
to let you know that even though your body has got to 70 years, you've lived 70 years, that your face doesn't look like mm-hmm. you've lived that many years. Yeah. And and so the author said, I have worked very, very difficult, like a, a very hard and long not to accept those types of compliments. Right. Because then if the compliments stop coming, then I feel like now I don't look good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's but- sort of like if you, you know, like if you typically wear like for me, like I would, I typically wear yoga pants or jogging pants or track pants of some yeah. sort of school. And then like occasionally I'll wear like a sweater dress and then, and the number of compliments that I get yeah. on the day that I wear the sweater dress and like, but it's exactly that. It's like, so all these other days I'm, I'm ugly. I'm not put together. I like yeah. what? Yeah. But today, yeah. because I'm wearing the dress all of a sudden, I look great. Yeah. Yeah. But so what, what do you think we should say then? Because what they're really noticing, which, which is nice too, is that, is that people actually, you're seen, this mm-hmm. is really what it's saying, right? Because they can see that today there is something different about you mm-hmm. from normally, like from what your regular pattern is. So what do you think is the acceptable thing for someone to say, to not say anything so nobody notices? Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. We do, like, it isn't like you want someone to notice necessarily, right? Yeah. Because you're not dressing in a way, want that mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. But also when they make it, it does, it does let you know that you are, as a person, have been seen. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not like you're just, you're just like, you know, blank walls, you know, that they're walking up and down the hallway, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. So it's tricky. It's yeah. tricky. I think, I wonder with stuff like that, like I think, I'm trying to think what I do. Like, I think I try to err on the side of paying the compliment to the thing rather than to the person, if that makes yes. sense. So yes. like, you know, oh, I really like that sweater dress as opposed yes. to you look really good today. Yes, that is. Right? That's exactly what, that's exactly it. That's exactly it, honey. I think mm-hmm. because then you're, you're, you're paying the compliment to the person, mm-hmm. but, but it's, but, but it really, it's, it's actually a more accurate, it's a more accurate. Correct. Mm-hmm compliment as well yeah. right because yeah. the thing like I noticed that you were wearing something different it's not yeah. that you don't look good the other days and today you look good yeah. it's just I noticed that you're wearing something different and mm. and I really liked it so yeah. like that's yeah. the that's the piece I think yeah that and so then so so then to take it back to something like aging you know and then to say like you know when someone has a youthful appearance yes. and then you find out their age i mean <laughs> then what do you say yeah i think it's just information so maybe you're not supposed to say anything at all anything yeah so there was a bit of discussion about um i think i think it was um glennon's sister who also does the podcast with them she said that she was on the playground and so uh, with her daughter and one of the other kids came over and 
asked, you know, asked her daughter, like, how old are you? And then asked her how old she was. And so anyway, so she, she told her and then she said like, but then I went away and I was like, what, why did she ask me that information? Like what, why? And so this, the, the, this woman said, it's because what is like, think about when you, when you are with young children, what are the, what are the two pieces of information that Mm. they will know what is your name and how old, how are you? old are you? And so we're taught from a very young age that our age is, is, important. is important, is important. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, holy, yeah. as exactly like that. There is some importance about our age and the things that, the things that, well, one we can do. Yeah. Right. Because well, I think. Your age, your age, like certainly in those first 20 years of life are really important because originally your age is important because that's how your, your guardians are marking your uh, milestones, right? Are you walking at the right time? Are you Mm -hmm. eating solid food at the right time? Are you speaking at the right time? You know, and that, you know, quote unquote, the right time. Yeah. Um, and then your age becomes a marker of your schooling. Yeah. Right. Because we work mm-hmm. in a society where when you are a certain age, you go to a certain grade. Yes. Right. And whether you're prepared for that information or not, because mm-hmm. of your age, that's where you go. Yeah. And then we also have some other markers that are age related as far as when you can drive, when you can yeah. drink, when you can legally can make decisions for yourself, yes. when you can vote, like when you can do those sorts of things. Right. Yeah. And then you get to a certain age when now all of a sudden it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. But it does matter. Yeah. And do you know who it matters to? It matters to marketers. Yeah. It matters when you are filling out any, when they're gathering information. Are you in this age group? Yeah. And then what happens when it gets to the age, like a lot of times it's like, are you over 65? Tick. So what? Everyone over 65 has the same needs, the (laughs) same interests, the same desires that, you know, Basically, that's what it means. I mean, I guess they assume that you're no longer in the working world. Or that you're no longer relevant. Like, you no longer have the means to purchase yeah. the product or the, or the interest in the product that they are trying to. Or it, yeah, I, I mean, it's... feel like that's what it means, right? Yeah. So it was interesting to, to listen to this woman. I, I, and I, now, now I want to read her book, but... I was like, huh. I, I also want, okay. So the podcast that you're talking about is We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle. Correct. I've never listened to the podcast. I know I was telling you this before we started recording, but I follow Glennon Doyle on Instagram. And so uh-huh. every time a podcast episode comes out, she'll post like a 60 second blurb from the podcast. And I watch those blurbs every time. Every time I'm scrolling through Instagram and so I see funny. one, I watch it. And and sometimes they're even a little bit longer. Like they're long enough that you have to like click where it says like, do you yes. want to keep watching? And I'm like, yes, I want to keep watching. I want to see the whole thing. <laughs> but I've never actually listened to the podcast. 
for whatever reason, you know, because because you get distracted and you see you listen to the little blurb and then you forget about it and you move on with life. Right. But. um, But I'm I'm we were just scrolling through and seeing some of the guests that they've had. And of course I know some of the guests that they've had, cause I see them in the little yeah. blurb and some really interesting conversations. I'm going to have to go back through and pick and choose a few episodes to listen to because, yeah. and this one about the age, like about aging. I mean, yeah. Do you know what I really like about them? So I, and I, I shared this with you before we started recording is that initially, cause Glennon has, her voice and you know how I am about like you know and I so it's you're a very little, pick you're very picky yeah. about voices it's amazing it's a little, to me that you like mine so much <laughs> I love your voice um it's it's a little high-pitched yes it is but what I have found is that the longer they have done it and so she records with her wife Abby yep and with her sister so, and she just refers to her as sister. Mm-hmm. That's what she calls her sister. Yeah. And then they have a guest on. But the three of them have a very good relationship. But the thing is, is that she is honest to like a fault, you know, whatever that expression right. really means. Like that yeah. she, she will tell you everything. And I like that about her. That's the other thing. Oh, she said, the, the woman who's doing it said, you know, that the greatest indicator of a long life is not activity and how, how, like how much you exercise. Mm-hmm. It is not about the types of foods like that you eat well and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It is the number of friendships that you have. So people who have solid friendships and these are not long-term friendships necessarily it doesn't mean you have to have known somebody but just that you have a good circle of people Mm -hmm. is the greatest indicator now of living a longer life Hmm, and so that was very interesting and so it Glennon and Abby then shared that that has been this year what they've really been trying to do is to strengthen friendships, opening their circle because they found that they had been sort of insular, mm-hmm. especially like even during the pandemic had made it even worse. And um, so that that was interesting because mm-hmm. I think that most people think, well, it's like you need to, you know, eat well and, you know, keep your body moving, which are also important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not they're not but also that we don't discount the friendships and the thought that we still can't make friends with people and friends of all ages also. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's very interesting, but the the kid thing as like makes me want to like never ask a child how old they are again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, and the, so, so, so the, and so the author, she said, when people, she goes, people ask me that all the time. How old are you? She, and so she goes, I tell them I was born in 1952. <laughs> and they can do the math if they want to. I love that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, although I'm sure I've told you, Sandy. But, I mean, ages. It's such a ridiculous, like, it's such a ridiculous thing, but my whole life, people have always thought that I'm older than I am. Even, even as a really small child, because as a young kid, I was very tall. 
Yeah. And so, and I was overweight. So, so to, so I was a larger person, both height wise and, and, you know, width wise, stature wise, uh, stature wise. So people always thought that I was older than I was. And as a kid, I mean, I thought that was great. I loved when people thought I was older than I was. And then, but then as an adult, people continue to think that I'm older than I am, which is whatever. It doesn't bother me. I don't really care. The only time that I did care was <laughs> was when I was like, you know, pursuing some online dating. This is like uh, okay, a, almost a decade ago, and so then, of course, like the world of online dating. Oh, Sandy, it's 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 a mess. But so, you know, you put your profile picture up and you have your name and you have your age, right? Like that's the, well, because those are the things that people care about. They care about your name and they care about your age. So you put it up. I, I am going to say almost every single person that I talk to online asked me, if that the if the age that I had posted was my actual age, almost every single person, because wow. they all thought that I was lying about my age. First of all, why do you care? <laughs> yeah. Second of all, why would I lie? Like, I. I I was so annoyed by it. Like truly, like if I was talking with someone and they asked and they would say like, are you sure? And I was 31 at the time. Yeah. Are you sure you're only 31? End of conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and I'm done with you. Move yeah. on. Like, but I'm telling you, Sandy, like I, for sure, 90% of people that I spoke to, are you oh, sure you're goodness. only pretty sure, but I should have, I should have yeah. said that. I said, well, I was born in 83. You tell me, you know, <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> that was the only time it ever bothered me. Otherwise, I mean, I don't care. Whatever. Pe- people can think I'm whatever age they want to think. Yeah. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm an old soul. I look old. I talk old. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. There have been times. I mean, now I don't care. I take it because it usually... It, it usually comes with a discount of some sort. So it's all good for me. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Sign me get, up. <laughs> get me a deal. I'm good. Oh, free pop at Wendy's? Okay. You know, I'll, I'm in. I'll discount it. at Shoppers Drug Mart that gets me like 20% off. Plus I get a, a bonus $10 gift card to use again. I'm in. Thank I'll, you. <laughs> whatever age you want me to be. I will Sorry. be that age. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But but I do. But I had a. I was a, a bridesmaid in a um a friend's wedding, and she she was younger than me. But we had gone to Costco, and we she had bought some I don't know an iPod or something like that like years ago. And as we were leaving, the woman was like, "Oh, that's really nice. Your mom bought you this thing." And and. And as I kept walking and, and Stacy was like killing herself and, and then it, my brain caught up, like, did that woman just think that I was your, like, do I look like I'm old enough to be your mother? Like, <laughs> Sandy, I mean, you're, 
you're preaching to the choir with stories like that. <laughs> I I'm I'm a person who has I have five I have five younger siblings. And at some point or another, all five of them have been mistaken for my children. <laughs> my brother, who is just a little bit younger than me, is two <laughs> years younger than me. Two years. <laughs> and yet he has been mistaken for my son. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I think sometimes people just say dumb things, you yes, know? I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like shit just comes up and they just open their mouth and it just bubbles out. And it just, <laughs> that's it. Like, I wonder if some of these people like later reflect and realize like, and they're like, oh my goodness, like that was a, a boneheaded thing to say. Yeah. I don't know. That was an inside thought. Right? Should have should have kept that to myself. <laughs> it's a different point in reference. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. This is this is not a story I was gonna tell you, but it's a little okay. bit related. So I'm just gonna tell you. And and you know, yes. we are in the middle of potpourri, so you know yes, <laughs> a little bit of everything. <laughs> Last week I went to the Jays game because baseball is back on and the Jays yeah. are back in Toronto and it's very exciting. And so I met my friend downtown and we were meeting at the hot dog stand. So we were oh going to get ourselves a hot dog and then go into the Rogers Center. And, and so I was a little bit ahead of her. So she texted me, she's like, I'm walking over there. Like, do you want to order our hot dogs? Perfect. So I, and so behind the hot dog cart like in like the people working in the hot dog cart were a man and a woman and the woman was like behind the sort of barbecue she was the one doing the hot dogs and the the gentleman that was with her was doing the money and so i so she asked me what i wanted i ordered two hot dogs and so then he said that will be however many like eight dollars sir sir <laughs> That sort of stuff doesn't bother me, especially because I think sometimes, like, you say, like, when you're in a job like that, you yeah. say the same thing over and over yeah. and over again. And so sometimes you say the wrong thing, like, whatever. Yeah. So I didn't even think anything of it. I just gave him the $8. It was done. That's fine. So then I had to step to the side because the hot dogs weren't quite ready. So by the time I got to the side, like, by the time all of that happened, my friend showed up. So then we were standing waiting together. And then... Um, the woman behind the cart said, ah, the hot dogs are ready. And so he said, sir, your hot dogs. <laughs> and so, so my friend thought that he was talking to the person behind me in line, <laughs> who also ordered a hot dog and who was male. And so, but I knew that he was talking to me because he'd already called me, sir. Right. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. get the hot dogs, but like, she was like, like Mel was like, are these for ours? Are like, these are our hot dogs? And I said, yes, they're our hot dogs. And so then he must have said, sir, a third time, like in like, maybe like, thank you, sir, or something like that. Yeah. And then the woman behind the cart said, that's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was very funny. <laughs> because he was a little alarmed, like a little concerned yeah. that he had yeah. now served me three times. <laughs> I just whatever like, cackling. I thought it was so funny. Oh dear! Oh, I was, yeah, it was it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. 
but <laughs> but you know you're you're busy you're not really paying attention they're under these carts that have awnings like they're i think they're not even really looking you know but yeah but finally the woman beside him was like like she she was annoyed by it it was so funny good it's so funny <laughs> so funny Oh my goodness, talking about potpourri. So I've just, Steph has just sent me this message mm-hmm. that I think she might have sent it to you too because it's it's Jamie Lee Curtis and it's, she says, um, you guys, were you not just talking about maple syrup on the podcast a while ago? World's colliding because we had also talked about or spoke about, you know, do I look like Jamie Lee Curtis and mm-hmm. all of this. So a series about Canada's 18 million maple syrup heist is coming and Jamie Lee Curtis is co-producing. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> so apparently we just need to keep talking about things that we yes. might want to come together. <laughs> And eventually they'll all, uh, they'll all collide. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So funny. Okay. Before we wrap up, I have one more, I had one more thing that I Mm -hmm. wanted to, to ask you. So, okay. A couple of things have happened in the last week where I didn't think that I was going to like it. And then it turned out that I have. Like I'm loving these things. And so okay. I've been thinking about like things that you do or things that you try and you go into it thinking you're not going to like it. And then you're yeah. like pleasantly surprised. So yeah. the examples are the, the two things that have me thinking about this. One, my, one of the book clubs that I'm in, they like the book for this month is actually Chris Hadfield, like the... the Oh, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. It's his... I don't know if it's his only or if it's one of, but it's a a fiction book that he's written. Like, it's a a made-up story, and it's called The Apollo Murders. Ooh. And so I was like, this is not the book that I would typically pick up. And I... And I've read a couple of Mm. really great like a really great things that it was like on the tail of a couple of really great things. I was like, and now I'm picking up the Apollo murders. Like, I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. Well, Sandy, I'm 80% through the book and I cannot get enough of it. I I am like in to the story. I am connected to the characters. I need, I, I need to know what is happening. The mystery, uh-huh. like there are not enough clues to help me figure out what is happening. I am hooked. So Interesting. if you're looking for something like, it's not really light and fluffy because, you know, they're in space and things are happening and people die and, you know, like it's, yeah, it's yeah. not really light and fluffy, but it is light and fluffy because it's, you know, just a made up story and it's very, clearly a made-up story you know um the apollo murders by chris hadfield i'm telling you it's great it's and and i had zero expectation or maybe even like a negative expectation and it has been an absolute delight so that's the one thing okay the other thing was there was a recipe that i've been looking at and looking at and looking at but i i never 
did it because there was an ingredient in it that I've never had before and I wasn't mm. sure if I was going to like it or not. And I was just worried about purchasing all of the ingredients and making the recipe and then having it wasted because I don't really like it, you know? Okay. So it's a white chicken chili mm -hmm. with hominy. Yes. Are you talking about hominy you've never had? I'd never had hominy before. Okay. I, and so I now I... So I like Googled it to see what it was. Yeah. And it's a corn yeah. product, right? And so mm -hmm. I so I thought like I probably am gonna like it. Like I like yeah. corn, I like beans, I like like I like stuff of this sort, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure, you know. So it wasn't yeah. exactly like I went into it thinking I'm not gonna like it. I was just un I was just unsure, a little hesitant. Oh, Sandy. It is divine like this mm -hmm. this like it looks a little bit like dog food mush I'm not gonna lie like it's not the most attractive looking okay because yeah. it's you know it's shredded chicken it's hominy which is it's um green chilies it's navy beans so like everything is kind of like beige <laughs> you know yes. like the whole thing is just kind of like yeah. a beige you know clump of something but it is so delicious and so comfort food ish and so filling okay. and I love it anyway so two things that I wasn't sure about turned uh -huh. out to be really great and so then I thought oh I'm gonna ask Sandy if there are things that you can think of that you either weren't sure about it or you thought I'm not gonna like this but then you ended up kind of liking it. Mm. You know, the, the, I, I mean, my whole thing about tomatoes and now I really like tomatoes. Yeah, so that's yeah, a yeah. big oh, one. Yeah, that's a good one. Ta tomatoes are in a lot of things. I can tell you, I tried tripe that time and I didn't like that. And then, so I still don't like it. Right, I, thought I, right. I thought I wouldn't like it. And I, I get, and so I know for a hundred percent now that I do. And I think that that often happens, right? Like, I think when you know yourself pretty well, you do kind of have a sense of this is something I'm going to like, or this is something I'm not going to like, mm -hmm. but it just, I think it was just that it was like two things, like this week in particular that I really wasn't sure about. And it was like, so the opposite that I was yeah. like, Hey, yeah, this does happen. There okay. are things that. Yeah. That so, I think so I, there was a WW recipe that used um, hominy oh, okay. because I, I had to go down to St. Lawrence market to get it, to get it. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't find it just anywhere. No, but I think that there are certain, like, no frills. It really depends on the area of the city in Toronto mm -hmm. where they're, they're, they carry a more, like, a larger selection of, like, ethnic-type foods that mm -hmm. you can find it because it, yeah. they, it, it's, it's used a lot, a lot of Mexican food, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's why I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm not sure I'm going to like it, but yeah. a lot of Mexican food uses it. It's yeah. a corn product. Like, I mean, it sounds like it's got my name on it. It yeah, starts with so, an H. But so does like avocado with the, you know, and that also is not up your. It's not up my alley. Yeah. I, I, I'm still, I just, I'm in disbelief of that still. I, I, it's shocking to me. Sorry. Anyway. And that, and, the, and here's the thing is that like. I think Steph also doesn't like it. I, yeah. I don't get it. I don't, how can I like you two ladies and like, you don't like it. I, I don't get it. 
Yeah, I wonder anyway. if Tim likes avocado. I mean, Tim likes everything, but I wonder like if he loves avocado or if he just like yeah. it's fine. Tolerate so, if he's he because he, he would be it. a type of person who would tolerate certain things. Yes. Yeah. The only thing <laughs> it's he, an indifference. The only thing he doesn't like is cottage cheese. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. And I love cottage cheese. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. Okay. All right. Can we just end on that I made homemade sour cream because I couldn't find sour cream? Please, please tell me about the homemade sour cream. This is amazing. I'm just like super fancy pants because I need, I was going to make five cup salad, ambrosia salad, whatever you want to call it. Love marshmallow it. salad. We grew Love up it. calling it marshmallow because I had all the ingredients except for sour cream and I had I was hosting a barbecue and I had children coming. So I thought that was a good fit. So anyways, the American brand of sour cream, all of a sudden I cannot find here. There is a local sour cream that's made and I bought it and it was like water. Literally Phil put some on his taco bowl and I threw the rest down the drain. Yeah. Gross. Sour cream is not a liquid. It is not a liquid. So then I was like, oh, but I really want to make this. So I Googled quickly, how do you make sour cream? And then I looked and it's like, you know, get full cream, a little bit of milk and either lemon juice or vinegar. Mix it together, put it on the counter. And I mean, then like 12 to 24 hours, it thickens up. That sounds suspicious to me, honey. Suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> but also yeah. a very <laughs> low cost, low risk experiment. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried it and yeah. I put, did it like four in the afternoon. I woke up the next morning and I put my spoon in and actually came out with something that was like sour cream. It was a little more runny. So then I Googled and it said, well, you can use like cheesecloth to strain it a bit, right. which you would also do because what happened was like, you know, I, if you have like a um, Greek yogurt, sometimes, you know, the whey separates, right? Yes. Like the liquid. Yeah. And then you just stir it all back in. So yeah. this is what happened that the whey was on the bottom of it. And so anyway, I stirred it all and then I strained it a bit. Okay. Kenny, the taste I would say was a bit milder. I think next time I would put a little bit more vinegar in because I would like a little more tang Sour. to it. Yeah. And it was a little creamier. And I'm sure because it doesn't have any artificial stabilizers in it, which the sour cream that you buy does. So it has a longer shelf life, blah, blah, blah. But I used it and made, and it was perfect. It made, it made my five cup salad because it's a one cup of sour cream is what you need in it. Henny, I'm sometimes I surprise myself and I'm so damn impressed. You should be impressed with yourself. <laughs> I, for me, I can't even believe that you even think, I mean, I can believe it because it's you, but I, if it were me, I wouldn't have even thought to myself, oh, wow, I can't get sour cream. I wonder if I can make it myself. It wouldn't have even crossed my mind that that was something that, that I could make. Yeah. I, I thought, well, I mean, how, how hard can it be? You could, I also did find a recipe where they, and it, what you reminded me of it is because you said um, cream, uh, not cream cheese, you said, you, uh, what did you Cottage cheese. And okay. you can use cottage cheese also and like really blend it with other things yeah, and then yeah, yeah. You can make a sour cream out of that also. Okay. So I was like, okay, 
interesting anyway i mean it isn't I, I mean if i could go and buy it i would just go buy it it's not of like course, i'm going to like because it's simpler yeah I, and, and anyways then i had a facial this week and the the guy's um an american guy and he started telling me oh well when we couldn't get any butter i i started making my own butter well i'm not going to be churning my butter here <laughs> that's where you draw the line <laughs> but he went through and explained and it sounded pretty easy also uh -oh. And then he ended up with buttermilk left over, which then he used in in another recipe. But I'm thinking at this point, I don't need to do that. But I guess, you know, now I, I know that it's available to me. I could do it if I needed right. to. Anyway. Right, things, I, things I won't miss when I'm not living in Peru. <laughs> the inability to get something that I could go into any grocery store in Canada and have have five different brands, different yeah. sizes to purchase. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But for today, you can give yourself a pat on the back and say, well I'm done. Reg regular old Martha Stewart, I'm making my own sour cream. <laughs> yeah. Except Martha Stewart, I think, would have someone to make it for her. Probably, probably. <laughs> That's right. Someone would have measured out all the ingredients before she did her video, and then That's she would it. just, she and then someone cleaned all it all up for for her after yes that's exactly. what we all need we need a <laughs> cleaner upper cleaner upper 100 all right so you know let's what kind of question can we throw out there what maybe like what is something that okay that you didn't like mm -hmm. or thought you wouldn't like yeah that you ended up liking that you ended up liking and it yeah. could be for years because some of us have these aversion to things for years or we tried it as a kid and had a bad experience with and then went back to try it again let's do did that did you ever think that you would like swimming oh i think i thought i would because i could right. do certain things like i could tread right. water and i could float on my back and right and swim underwater. Yeah. But I don't think I thought I would enjoy it as much as I do. And right. I miss it. Like I really wish I had a pool that I could yeah. go and laps and because I just I I don't know why that just came to me now, but I just that that was something that came to me just at this moment that it was like, oh that's something that you yeah really worked at doing. Yeah. But something that you really love. Yeah. 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 What I don't love and I didn't realize I thought it would be I would like was swimming in open water. That is hundred percent right. I do not like that. <laughs> that was the opposite. Something you that thought was the you opposite. Like, and it was a big old no. <laughs> and it was a big old panic attack. I'm getting in my head thinking Henny's strategically over there because they're afraid I'm gonna drown which means I probably am going to drown what was I thinking you know <laughs> oh Phil's gone back to shore to call 911 because Henny is a stronger swimmer and so they've already had this whole conversation that she would be able to save me she was a lifeguard yeah that, that conversation never happened although had you drowned I would have saved you <laughs> If I had drowned, would I not have already been dead and drowned? No. Had you begun to drown? Would I have been in trouble? <laughs> and all of that conversation happened in about 20 seconds as I came up and like realized, why am I way over here? I was thinking I was swimming. Like I was just free and easy. So this is, I was enjoying all of this. And then I am so far away from anybody and really far from shore. Uh, okay. <laughs> Oh, good times, good times. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, as always, thank you for the laugh. 
Oh, well, we hope that uh, those who are listening, um, you know, maybe picked up some tips or give, we've given you some some food for thought with our basket of potpourri. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Our, our smorgasbord of uh, uh, our, our, our bowl of bits and bites, as you like yes, to say. That's right. <laughs> okay, miss. Thanks very much. And uh, ciao.